I am your host, Patty Stulen, and I am the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty. Well, our guest, I mean, this one particular, I know he's going to make you laugh, he's going to make you smile, and you are just going to feel all kind of joy uh, from his spirit. My guest this week is Nicholas McHill, also known as Nick. He is 20 years old, and he is on the autism spectrum. He is passionate about body language for autism and other things in the autism community. Nick is also an autism advocate, advocating for others that can speak or don't have a voice. Nick, it's a pleasure to have you here today as my guest. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Patty? Well, you know what? It happens to be a Thursday that you and I are doing this recording, and I call Thursdays Thankful Thursday. And I am thankful that you are here today to shed a light on, on autism for my audience, because I believe that almost everybody who's listening or watching on YouTube right now either knows someone, whether it may be their own child or a relative or even a friend that is somewhere on the spectrum of autism. And so I'm so excited to have you here today to kind of uh, broaden our spectrum of what you know we may or may not know about autism by hearing about your story and what it is that you are doing as an advocate. So, you know, we, I'm so excited to get started here. Uh, how did you, how did you discover your passion and purpose and by the story of your life? Please tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you've gotten to where you are today. So, well, I was inspired by many people, you know, uh, I'm just going to go off and start off with my mentors have inspired me to talk about myself, create my own community and talk about who I am as a person. Wonderful. Um, they were my biggest, well, my biggest, uh, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Um, biggest push towards doing what I want to do now, which is Nicholas's journey mm -hmm. at, on Facebook, um, the adventure spectrum, my podcast, um, these are some passions that I wanted to do and I wanted to create an inclusive community podcast that I've had before and um, all that. The podcast I had before, I didn't go into detail much audience. I was only like a small audience. The new podcast I have, which is called The Adventure Spectrum, is basically where I travel. The world kind of like more mm -hmm. podcast too, Patty. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I go around the world for my show. So, so where, where, cause I, this is all enlightening for me. Where on the autism spectrum are you? High functioning. High functioning. And, and what, what are the things that are difficult? If you don't mind me asking, what are the things that are difficult or challenging for you to do? <laughs> um, one is be patient. Patience ah. is very minimally thin, and I go. Uh huh. That is how my that is how I think. Or well, that's how my body does. So is ADHD part part of you as well? So that's part of your yes, the that's autism component. 
that's mm-hmm. my a component to my autism also. And and how how old were you when your family found out or that you were diagnosed with autism? Sixteen, which had been, I was a teenager at the time. Mm-hmm. And and before that, what did your family notice about you, or what did you even notice about yourself? Well, age five, I was um, hyper. ADHD was the key component to start the whole journey. And then once I started at age 16, um, found out I had autism. Mm -hmm. I never, well, this is before my autism diagnosis. I never wanted to go to school. Gotcha. And I I failed most of my classes. Okay. Um, But later on, after I went into another program, they helped me be able to graduate to where I am today. So was that a, like a special education program that they got you in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. And as far as how other people um, interacted with you or treated you, what, what, what was that like before you even knew uh, officially that you, you had autism? What was it like dealing with other people? Well, um, I was bullied. I'm just I'm just gonna come out and say that. Yeah, yeah. I was bullied out here where I live mm-hmm. when I was young mm-hmm. because of my ADHD. Mm-hmm. A girl thought it was okay to steal my scooter when I was very young. Mm-hmm. My, my mom and dad didn't think that was okay. So mm-hmm. once they found out that my scooter was stolen, they were right on it. They were like their protective parent mode went. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to that, like when it's any of my possessions are like, no, mm-hmm. only do it to people, you know, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So since, since you were five years old, then, I mean, so ADHD has, has always been a part of you. I yes. know that with many being a former, uh, a retired educator, many of my students who were diagnosed with that they were on some form of medication. So was that something that you, that uh, your family wanted you to be on or they chose not to? Well, um, can you elaborate a little bit? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Well, I know that with some families, when, when they find out that their child has ADHD, especially if it is something that they are not able to focus or control themselves in like a school setting or a church setting or you know just uh everyday settings that they will uh, get prescription medication for their child to be able to function at not such a high radical uh level uh well to be honest with that one my parents didn't even know i had adhd got to be the funny the funny story is from what i've been told my parents didn't even know I had ADHD until they found out from my pediatrician. Gotcha. Because my pediatrician, I think, was the one that did the test and found out that I was ADHD. Mm-hmm. So, when, so as you you mentioned here a few moments ago, that of course you're getting you're getting bullied by people, or people are stealing things from you, uh, which is what I resort to calling people were yucking your wow, but with the bullying <laughs> yes. and stuff. So when that happened to you, 
those are great challenges and obstacles. How did you face those challenges and obstacles? How did you respond to those people? Uh, to be honest, I stood up for myself. I, I did what most kids would do. I stood up for myself. People that didn't like me, I'm like, I don't care. Once they saw my parents, they were like, uh, we won't mess with you again. I'm like, okay. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, my parents were very protective of me at the time. Mm -hmm. So did you resort to fighting? Not really. There was maybe one friend that we had our issues, but then after that, we kind of resolved and started playing with each other, like football, for example, when I was young. Mm-hmm. So, so you were able to verbally um, take those people that were were bullying you and yucking your wow, and uh, either them realizing, you know what, this is me, and if you don't want to be a part of my journey, bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Well, and that friend that was also a boy at the time is now actually my friend, and mm -hmm. he, he works out at uh, a, local, a local Walmart. He wow. was a kid that grew up out on the property with me when I was very young. Mm -hmm. so, and we're still friends to this day. Well, that is cool. So was it uh, not until you received your, your uh, diagnosis of uh, autism at 16 that you started becoming maybe aware of different autism causes and organizations and that sort of thing? Or did that happen after you got out of high school? Got out of high school. Actually, before you called me today, I just reached out to our local children's I, children's agency here where I live mm -hmm. to offer my support to them regarding autism because they have autism clients that maybe could use somebody to advocate. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm not willing to charge my services. I'm willing to do them for free. Mm -hmm. Because I have lived experience. If they want to hire somebody that's not that way, doesn't know what they're doing, I'm sorry. I'd ra I, honestly, if, if I was a company, I'd rather hire myself because I have the knowledge and know what's going on. Because you've and been there, done that, them. right? Yeah, basically, I can help those parents. You you live it, so you know you're the expert. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so when did you realize that you had a passion for helping people? Has that ever, has that always been a part of you or has that it, matured as you've uh, matured? Community driven. Ever since I was young, community driven. Um, mm -hmm. As a kid, I always wanted to go out in my community. Even being autistic and having ADHD, I still made it a point to go out in my community and do things mm -hmm. like help with the fish drive, help with, um, some of our mobile uh, pantries, some of our different things that are out in the community, I, I made sure that I was involved in. Like, and did here, that come from your parents, uh, you know, bringing no, that to your attention, or that mentors. was just something you wanted to do? Mentors, my mentors growing up as a kid. Excellent. The people that stood by my side and have helped me. And I and I, I will gladly mention their names on here and I might sure. even share this them as soon as they're as soon as this episode airs. Um Luann Statham, she's my person that I look up to. She helped me throughout my high school career. She was a big, big support for me in high school. Mm -hmm. Joey and them were 
Joey and Anthony Law are also a few people that have helped me through my life and have been there for me whenever I need something or just general when they think there's a community thing, they're like on it. They're like, Nick wants to do this. I'm here for Nick. I support Nick, support his causes. Like, And even what I'm doing for the Autism Proclamation coming up in next April. Mm-hmm. That is something that I wanted to do for years. Mm-hmm. Just to have found the right time and the right thing. Because I want to show that I enjoy the autism community. I want it to be recognized, not just citywide, but nationwide. Mm-hmm. Because some people think that, that's that holiday and they go, ooh. <laughs> now, I want it to... I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I don't want it to. I want it to be recognized enough to where everybody observes the day, not right. like national, but enough to where they're not blowing off the thing and and maybe interact with somebody that's on the spectrum on autism or in a state. Mm-hmm. Meet somebody that's on the spectrum. Get to know who they are. Mm-hmm. So, so in our introduction you mentioned about that you're passionate about body language for autism. What does that mean? Basically body language. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase that, but what I mean by body language is like how they're talking. Like Mm -hmm. if they're struggling, like for example, I follow um, a few people that are Mm nonverbal, but I follow their journey and I, I basically root them on. I'm basically the person that's verbal that can talk. I I, I help them. Mm-hmm. Like I follow a few, few people on Facebook um, that um, that are on the spectrum. Well, I follow a lot of <laughs> mainly my page following is uh, a bunch of people on the spectrum uh-huh. and a lot of new people that have followed me. Um, but no, my main following on my Nicholas Journey page is. Um, uh, that, but um, the funny thing is, is I really haven't asked a question on my page, which I should. Um, but no, from what I've gained knowledge from the other people I follow, like Finding Cooper's Voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that about? Finding Cooper's Voice, he is a nonverbal autism child on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a middle schooler, and um, I, I mean, I'm not a middle schooler, but I've learned a lot from him. I've learned a lot from even smaller kids than him. Even a five- or six-year-old, I've learned a lot of knowledge from them and their grandparents, parents, because I like to sit there and, and absorb the knowledge right. that is given to, at the live. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the thing that's very wise about following uh, Cooper's, is is it a website that you're following? No, a uh, page like mine on okay, Facebook. Okay, page like yours. I think what is very important is because even though you have autism yourself, uh, everybody, as you've, you've mentioned, there there's different aspects on the spectrum of it. And if you're going to be a good uh, autism advocate it's important for you to know what other people with autism are experiencing and what their journey is like to make you the best advocate that you can be for 
everyone that is on the no spectrum, no, right? No matter what age. Right. Yes, exactly. And I've uh, also looked at, I've been recommended and I've, I've looked at some of her work. Um, I've gotten a chance to um, not actually meet her, but my friend is also on the spectrum that I talk to every day. Um, has introduced me to a lady called Temple Grandin. She mm -hmm. is an autism woman. Mm. She is on the spectrum herself. Mm -hmm. I even looked up to her too. And then I've also interviewed somebody on my show, um, Shannon Penrod. Uh -huh. She is an autism, a parent, a parent of a neurodivergent individual. So the word that she used, and I'm going to ask you this, and I want to know if you've heard of the term pony. Say it again. Pony, P parent of an of a neurodivergent individual. Oh, okay. Now, see, that's up the new. I haven't heard of it either. That's why I'm asking people to go <laughs> on their shows. I'm like, ask, I'm popping that question. I'm curious because and, I want to know. And what does it mean? A parent of a neurodivergent individual. Pony. So, P O N I. So neurodivergent. What? Can you please uh, identify or do you know what that, that means, neurodivergent? Basically, um, anybody from that has autism, ADHD, anxiety, depression, PTSD, etc. Okay. So it's another spectrum as well, right? Yes. And so you follow their journey as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, knowledge is power, isn't it? Well, yes. Yeah, most definitely. So with those two, uh, that's part of where you get your knowledge base. Is there anybody else in the uh, area of autism that you follow or you interact with or you work with? Um. Well, I have a few people that are, whether they have ADHD or they're autistic, um, I follow a few people. I recently been in contact with an autism advocate, which who is also a fitness person. Um, his name is Jimmy Clare. Mm -hmm. He is also an autism advocate, um, like myself. Mm -hmm. um, he's passionate for, well, shouldn't say he's passionate for what I'm passionate for, but he wants to also help with inclusivity. Can't talk. Inclusivity mm -hmm. and broaden his more broaden more of his community right wow that's really cool so you know from when we talked uh together last week to even before we started this podcast you are a very jovial upbeat human being but i'm sure that that is not how i mean is that how you are all the time or are there moments and times when you just kind of feel like you're down in the dumps, you know, you've lost your passion and purpose. And if so, how do you get yourself out of that? So, um, I, um, sometimes I have an autistic burnout and I don't know if you've even heard of that term. No, what it's is that? You're down in the dump. You okay. kind of are just out of funk. Okay. This is the term I'm out of funk. I don't know right. if you've heard of that term used. Basically where you don't feel right. Right. Yes. There are some times where I don't feel right because somebody's either ticked me off. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't go my way. 
mm-hmm. I get irritated with something. Well, the okay. only three days that, that autistic burnout will set forth with me. Okay. And, and how, you know, is that like a, a day or two or week or it, it varies in length? Well, sometimes it varies. It depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. And it kind of varies with my mood. Uh huh. And and how do how do you get yourself out of that? I chat with my friends. I chat with people that I follow with, and I basically just chat and. So you have a good and... you have a good support system. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no matter I, even if you met them in person, either I met them on Facebook because of a group on Facebook is how I met them. Mm-hmm. And they have been my true supporter ever since then. Um, so yeah. you have a you have a really good foundation of supporters that you have, have really built up and worked on, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually wanted to tell you something since our last talk. Mm-hmm. Um I just had a milestone on Nicholas's journeys page. And which was what? Three point set three point seven K followers. <gasps> really? Wow. I am literally three well, three hundred followers away from four point zero K. Four thousand followers. Nick oh my gosh, you know what, Nicholas? I'd say right now, after this podcast gets uh, launched, uh, as soon as all of you that are listening or watching right now, uh, you'll we'll talk about Nick's links uh, in just a moment. But hey, let's get let's get at least those three hundred to get you to the four thousand mark. And why not? Let's let's at least shoot for five thousand. What do you think, Nick? I think I can do that. Well, the reason I said four K is because my birthday is in two months ah. in December. Uh, the day after Christmas, twenty six, mm-hmm. is my goal is to hit four K. Hopefully by my birthday, if not, maybe well, a little bit. I, I I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen because this podcast is gonna launch before your birthday, and uh, I I see that goal being met. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty cool. That that's a wonderful goal. How long have you been doing uh, your your uh, your your web page? Two years, actually. Uh, it marked two days. It marked two years. Yes or no? It marked two days. Let me see. Hold on. Mm-hmm. It marked two years Monday. Now I think that's pretty fabulous that you've almost got 4,000 followers in these past two years. And how how often do you put things on the page or update it or or interact with it? Is it a daily thing, well, a weekly thing, or? or you so know? I don't do the, I don't ask like autism related questions. I mm-hmm. do it by random questions. Like I do, I use like chat GPT, for example, to ask my questions mm-hmm. because I can't create my own things. Okay. And people show me this tool that re- it really helps me, to be honest. It helps me come up with these questions. And uh, you brought up a good point earlier in the episode mm-hmm. that I needed to talk about body language on my, my page regarding yes. well, asking that as a question. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Most definitely. So how often do you do you ask these questions? Is it like a daily thing or a weekly or it's monthly? Daily thing. It's, it's going to be soon. It's going to be a daily thing. And 
I'm going to mention this here soon. I did, was doing a panel before that, before I injured myself, mm -hmm. my uh, baby Lavone. I had to stop that, but I have some exciting news to tell you and yes. the audience. Okay. I am bringing a panel of people that are on the spectrum that have ADHD or autism on a one to two day panel on my page so that Ooh. anybody can get knowledge from any broad of the spectrum, whether it be a parent, a caregiver, an adult, somebody on the spectrum, whether it be, it, it basically can be anybody. So it's basically like a, a panel Q&A. So the thing is, is that by a, attending this two day panel that you're gonna put together, those of us that don't know or have a lot of information when it comes to autism and the spectrum that goes with it, this would be an excellent opportunity for us to, to listen and learn and even ask questions uh, uh, about autism, correct? Mm -hmm. And you, and it doesn't even have, I will be there spectating, but I, I mean, I'm running around the show, but I'm going to let the show run as it is. Mm -hmm. I'm just planning this to hopefully see if it's something, basically pilot it. Good. And see if it's something that I want to do every two, uh, every year or mm -hmm. maybe every few months. And you have to start someplace, Nick. So this sounds like an excellent place uh, and, and time to do it. Excellent. So, so I, I want to go back real quick to your page because um you know, bringing awareness that it even exists, getting people to sign up for your page. So we at least hit that 4,000 mark, not, not, and then move on to the 5,000 mark, but to know that daily you are presenting new information, new questions on there. It's not one of those things that, that people think, oh, you know, he's not going to put anything for a while, but every day you have something new on there. So it gives people a, an even a greater reason for checking out your page every day, right? Well, and sometimes I don't even do questions. I maybe do pictures. Like if I'm going out somewhere, I, I snapshot something. I do that so that they know where I'm at. If I'm not posting on the page, definitely know where I'm, where I'm, what I'm doing. And again, it's a bring. It's about bringing awareness to autism. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, uh, what what would you? So when you get out of those dark days. And you rediscover, oh, I'm, I, I have people to help and I have things that I want to do. Um, what what would you say are there, you know, you mentioned about your, your mentors. What is it that those mentors have said to you or brought to mind, especially when you are in those down down days? What What is the kind of words that they say to you or the advice that they give you that helps you to move forward? Never let that challenge me. Mm -hmm. Always basically never let that challenge me. Whatever I'm going through my down or darker days, never let that ever challenge me. Like basically pick myself up and never let myself go down in the dirt. Mm -hmm. And, and you, I mean, you're only 20 years old. You've got a whole wonderful life ahead of you. What is it that you ultimately want to do uh, in your life or during your lifetime? <sighs> Well, advocate for people on the spectrum, bring more services to here where I live because there is limited amount of services that I just found out we have three services to provide for people on the spectrum. 
and my goal is to bring a lot more because I've seen a lot of autism parents at events I've been to and other things and I've asked their parents and like is your child on the spectrum? And if so, that I wanted to let you know that I'm an autism advocate. And if you need somebody to talk to or have somebody to be there for, I can be a person. I can even give you my contacts and everything. I've, I, I specifically came out and told them that too. Mm -hmm. So, so the programs that do exist right now are they are they mainly for uh, kids with autism? Are there any kind of resources for adults that are autistic? Adults. So. There is one, well, two, and then there's one for children. Okay. Well, so they're you... all three. They're all, I guess I should say that they're all three for children. Okay. They're all three for children. Now, I mean, don't you, I mean, don't you also think that it would be nice to have some resources and places to go for the adults that also are on the autism mm -hmm. spectrum? Yes. Um, there is a new organization that's coming here and I've been already told to try to get a grant started for where I live to hopefully build up something to create an event for here. And tell everybody what state you're in. Illinois. Illinois. And so you're looking at wanting to provide more services in the state of Illinois that will help out people that are not just children, but teenagers and also adults, correct? Well, I live in a small town. We're growing mm -hmm. a little bit by little bit, mm -hmm. but I want people to know that we're not in a small town just that we don't have enough services. I want them to know that we're a small town that has a lot of services for people on the spectrum. Wonderful. But that it should be that way everywhere in your state, correct? Yes. And, and because we are no, learning more about autism and how it affects a great number of people, uh, this is not just something for your state of Illinois, but for the United States and really all over the world, correct? I want to mention something. Um, I've recently watched some videos and it's horrific what I've seen. Um, autism people on the spectrum are getting bullied. I follow a parent um, on TikTok, mm -hmm. her son got really attacked by a bus driver. Mm -hmm. and he's on the autism spectrum. It sickens me, and I'm sorry to say it, it sickens me that not people, even in our community, do this to people on this people on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. and, and even even police. But I've, I've noticed that some of these police departments are acclimating to offering a training for autism for the mm -hmm. officers to take. And that's some of my, my initiatives that I want to do here where I live is do that so that our officers are trained in that and skilled in that. So if they ever interact with somebody that's on the spectrum or have ADHD or have autism, they're able to handle that situation and not escalate the problem. Well, and that's why I think it's so important after I got to meet you last week of why you needed to be on this podcast, because 
you are able to shine a light on an area that I, I know some things get publicized about autism, but uh, it is making it, it's it's about bringing awareness. And that's what I want mm-hmm. uh, you as my guest today to bring, start getting people to think about when they do see certain people in certain situations uh, that it may be due to uh, their autistic uh, tendencies that they have that some may have been diagnosed with or some may not even know correct yes before we end this i want to go into more talking about that one the bus incident so this parent also lives in a small town where i not in where i live but in a small town like me mm-hmm. um i won't say where it is because i don't want to disclose her location right but they are letting this driver still drive to this day, possibly handling students on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it, it sickens me to what even a bus driver could do to a person on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Was this a school bus driver or a city bus driver? School bus driver. School bus driver. Okay. Well, again, that's what we're doing here today with having you as my guest that we could start bringing awareness and the fact that you are willing to be an advocate. And I can see right now you being able to work with your, your police department, your fire department, people at the city uh, and town level of where you live and your part of the world that you can, you can make a really positive change by bringing that awareness to everyone uh, just from your experiences and knowing the things that you have dealt with because of that, then you have a chance to make it better for other people. Mm-hmm. That that's, I mean, that's a great thing to do, Nick. Excellent. Um, one of the next things that I want to ask you is what, what are you most, I, I think we pretty much know from what you you've shared with us today, but what is it that you're most passionate about personally? My personal goal in a sense is to advocate for people on the spectrum in my community, mm-hmm. whether it be in the school setting or it be in, in the, in the real life setting. Okay. So if they're children or adults, you just want to be an autist, uh, autism advocate for anyone needing and wanting uh, an advocate. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention that I've talked to one of the teacher, the teachers at my local high school. I recently did a talk at a middle school, but I'm looking to go into the classroom and talk to people about my journey and how I've succeeded to where I am now doing all this advocate ad, uh, advocacy stuff for autism. Mm-hmm. And special needs too. Well, autism slash special needs is about mm-hmm. how I put it. Mm-hmm. And and so are you look you so you're going to be talking to elementary children as well. I I have already I already have perfect excellent because we know that that's when a lot of the bullying begins, and if you can bring awareness to them at that age, then that helps as everyone gets older. Good job, Nick. That's awesome. So we know about your passion, about being an advocate. What do you think, what do you believe to be your, your purpose? Can you elaborate if you could, please? What, why is it that you believe that you exist on this planet? What is your purpose for being here? I feel like my purpose for being here is to help support people 
that are having challenges that um, feel like they'll never succeed in life. So that is, that's everybody. That's just not people with autism. You, that is your purpose for everyone, correct? Yes. I want them to know that no matter what challenges you're going through, that you at least have somebody in your corner, mm -hmm. whether it be a mentor, whether it be somebody that's very close to you, like a friend or somebody, mm -hmm. know that you have somebody there. And, and I urge everybody not to push that support away because that leads to, and I'm, I, I'm sorry to say this, but it leads to failure. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that support in your corner. Mm -hmm. And if they don't think they have support right now, you're, you, you're, will, you're volunteering to be somebody's support system, aren't you? Yes. That's great. Excellent. I chat with somebody that's in Canada. That's not even, well, that's in the United States, but she's in Canada. She's literally a distance away from me. But her and her husband are on the spectrum. Her mm -hmm. and her hubby are on the spectrum. I talk to them pretty much almost every day mm -hmm. because I call her my autistic. Aut autist. I, I want to phrase this because I don't want to sound past it. Autistic sister. Mm -hmm. Our autistic sister. Mm -hmm. Basically, somebody that we. She calls me her bubba. Mm -hmm. I'm her brother. So I call her my sister. So you're each each other's support system and help each other. And as I just said, you know, you're talking about her being in Canada. Any and everybody around the world can reach out to you uh, because of the beauty of technology with Zoom mm -hmm. and other, you know, FaceTime and other things like that. There's people from all over the world that can reach out for you to be their support system. Mm -hmm. And even on Snapchat. Not even on Facebook. See, there you go. Snapchat even. That's awesome. So, um, Nick, what would you say is your superpower? Um, well, <laughs> um, I just am really going to say community driven. It's my superpower because I've been that way since I was young, and I'm still that way. I want to advocate no matter, even if it's for the autism community, also in Special Olympics. They just started a program at my school uh, for unified sports. I want to bring athlete leadership within the school system because people, even on the spectrum or even special needs, I want them to know that this, their special Olympics is there for them. I want to be that person that, that ad, ad, can't talk, that athlete leader that's there for them that supports them through their tough times, being there, being a mentor to them, being they're a person of support. So your superpower is getting involved in the community and helping anyone and everyone in whatever area they need that help and assistance. Yes. Yes. I love it. That's an excellent superpower. Now, how would you say, Nick, that you are living your best life or as I phrase it, living your best dash? <laughs> um, well, uh, since I last talked to you, or even before I talked to you, I've contributed my story to a book, which Good. I will get a copy of it eventually because it's still in the planning process right now. It's called, uh, hold on, I have the email pulled up, but I have the stuff. I will tell you what the name of the book is. Hold on. Okay. Um, su uh, superheroes on the Spectrum. Is the name of the book. Say it again. And I, superhero 
Superheroes on the Spectrum. Superheroes on the Spectrum. That's got a nice ring to it. And I contributed my story to that book, and um, many other people that I know have contributed to that book. Mm -hmm. And when will that book come out? She's saying more like November, between November and December. Oh, excellent. Good, good, good. Well, that'll be excellent too, because I hopefully then by the time that this airs, this pot, this episode airs, uh, we'll also know exactly when it is launching and we can put it in the description for people to know that they can go and order that book. And then we can make you an Amazon best-selling author. How about that? <laughs> well, I'm not really, not, I've wanted to write my own book about my own journey. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel I can sit, I can sit down and do that. To be honest. Keep, a, keep in mind, Nick, you don't have to sit down all at once and do it. It could be, you've got 15 minutes here. You've got 30 minutes there. It doesn't have to be done all at once or even in a week or even in a month. If you just, the, the first thing that you want to do is just get started, just writing those first words. And you've already now you've written this one chapter. So look at, you're already on your way, but don't think that you have to sit down for long periods of time. Take five minutes, do 10 minutes, whatever it might be, jot down some words. Well, from what Crystal and her friend is telling me, this possibly will be a hope. I'm hoping there will be a book series. With, with the way they're talking about it, it's kind of sounding like it's going to be a book series. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they've asked people that they met to be a part of it. And I was fortunate to have the opportunity. I'm not going to turn it away. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Because yeah, I want people to know my hometown. I want people to know my hometown that, uh, that have it. And actually, once the book gets here, I'm hopefully going to get it in our local bookstore. Yes. It's, it's all there and have the authors that created the book come there and meet the people and meet the people that are contributing to the book. Like for myself, I'll be down, I'll go down there. Mm -hmm. I'll be a contributor. I'll be at the event introducing myself being like, hi, I'm a person on the spectrum. I'm in this book. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I think that that's fabulous as you should be doing. Um, so we're getting to uh, the end of our time together, Nick, are there any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? Um, the only thing I have to say is never challenge yourself, never give up, be who you want to be. Um, never let a disability challenge you, whether it's autism, ADHD, PTSD, um, or any mental health issue in general, stop you from what you want to do, whether it be your community or not. Those are very wise words indeed. Good job, Nick. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. Uh, I know that there's going to want to be some people that want to reach out and connect with you and talk with you more. Uh, how can they do that? Um, I have three pages. Uh, Nicholas Journey on Facebook. Nicholas Journey 2, which is my backup for Nicholas's journey. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Adventure Spectrum, which is my podcast um, which will soon be airing the first two episodes shortly. Mm -hmm. 
So just just as a reminder for those of you that may be new to my podcast, know that in the description for this episode, you can find the links to connect with Nick and uh, be able to go right to it when you finish listening to this or watching it and know that you can uh, click on that link and get direct access to him. And uh, I think that we can all agree that, Nick, you have a very bright future ahead of you with not only the area of autism, but just bringing all types of awareness to all types of people around the world. And I think the bottom line message is that no matter who the person is, uh, we need to be more kind. Wouldn't you say that? Yes. So with that, you know, let's practice some kindness and put more kindness out in the world. Uh, Because as Nick mentioned in our episode together, you just don't know what other people have been going through or what they are dealing with. And uh, some kindness can go an awful long way. Wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Uh, I will quote this because I have a friend. She uses the quote to be kind. Be, be, Be nice to somebody. Even if you don't like them, be nice to somebody because it will, it will help you in the long shot. And you never know when you're kind to somebody how you can change their life in just that kindness, right? And including that, it's also when like pay it forward. Yep. Like, for example, like that, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pay it forward, and it's just, it's just like a pebble in uh, in, in a pond. Those rip that ripple effect goes on and on. You never know all the people that by you paying it forward, who it will affect or how it will affect them. But you know, if it's uh, intended with kindness, it's going to be a positive ripple effect. And mm-hmm. that that, my friend Nick, is exactly what you are doing right here. You are part of the ripple effect of that kindness that exists in this world and how you show that daily to other people through your pages, through your personal efforts in your hometown. Uh, So proud to know you and get to know you. And I look forward to continuing to follow your journey as I know so many people that are listening there today are going to be following your journey because of the awareness that you're bringing. So thank you again for being my guest today. Thank you. I am happy to have been your guest. I appreciate this opportunity. um, And I can't wait to have so many more opportunities to be on shows and talk about my journey. Excellent. I see a bright future in your podcasting career there. And for all of you out there listening, remember to subscribe and follow to this podcast. Invite your friends and family to also subscribe as well. And while you're at it, hey, if you wouldn't mind hitting that five-star rating and uh, write a review, I would greatly appreciate that. That would be awesome. Don't forget to also check out my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.org and sign up for a free Zoom chat with me. And you can also get my free pathway to a new beginning roadmap. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure and I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you all.